Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us live from Indiana is Chris Deaton. You are in the center of the political universe, which is an unusual position for a state that's usually in the center of the basketball universe. Yeah, that's exactly right. Normally, March is the big month around here, you know, with the hoops going on in college and whatnot. But now, all of a sudden, here we find ourselves in May, and the state matters a great deal in the Republican race, uh, the Democratic race, to a little bit of a lesser extent. All the uh, attention is focused right now on whether or not Ted Cruz can find a way to derail Donald Trump. And if polls are any indication, and if some of the momentum is any indication the last few days, it's uh, going to be a tough road to go. But uh, plenty of time left before Tuesday, and it's been interesting here the last several days. Well, first of all, I have to correct you. It's not hoops. Of course, it's rings. So oh, right. we focus right, on right, right, yeah. rings thanks to uh, uh, Ted Cruz. And to me, that seems like an apt metaphor for the Cruz campaign. They just haven't been able to you know, get the train going to build excitement, to have a consistent message to push uh, Donald Trump back on his heels. It seems like uh, they're not the, they're the gang that's not currently shooting straight. You're on the ground there, Chris. Is that an accurate observation? Yeah, it totally is. And this really has become a race of the alpha male versus everybody else. Uh, you know, if we want to talk about just general descriptions of people, a lot of Trump's critics have said that, you know, more than anything, he's gathering support at this point because of a cult of personality type of thing around him. And when you juxtapose the flub that you mentioned of Ted Cruz at a rally about an hour east of Indianapolis last week where he mistakenly referred to a rim or a hoop or what have you as a basketball ring, and then 60 miles roughly to the west, here's Donald Trump marching out with Bob Knight, the beloved in-your-face coach of the Indiana University men's basketball team for decades who was wildly successful and, as I wrote in the magazine this week, kind of a natural partner uh, to be under the same roof with Donald Trump. It says a lot. It really reflects the fact that Trump has been pulling out all the correct stops in terms of driving narrative and making sure that this race has his name stamped over, uh, stamped all over it. And for Cruz, it's been a difficult, uh, difficult time for him to butt in and try to get some attention on himself and some positive momentum, so to speak. Uh, I'm curious as to why the focus has been vote Ted Cruz as opposed to the much more appealing vote not Trump. And I'm wondering if there's a not Trump uh, message or a, a media effort that we're not seeing outside the borders of the Hoosier state. It's an interesting question. Um, I think the biggest uh, reason why right now is John Kasich pulling out of the state has made it what Cruz has called for all along, which is a mano a mano race. It is him versus Trump. That's what he's asked for. And he himself has kind of focused the attention of the race on vote me, vote Ted Cruz. And naturally, the narrative that he gets out of that in the media is, well, you know, here's Ted Cruz getting what it is that he asked for, trying to take on uh, Trump one-on-one, -on -one, essentially. And that has sort of driven the message away a little bit, I think, from, you know, what we've heard a lot of people talk about. Is it this, this magazine and elsewhere, this Never Trump movement, this Stop Trump movement? Um, it's one of those things that really hasn't benefited Cruz to a large extent, I don't think. Uh, just to point out one example, some of the counties surrounding Indianapolis are natural territory for John Kasich. Uh, Ted Cruz kind of needs those people to be able to overcome Trump in other parts of the state. And here he is trying to pitch himself in a message that might not fit those counties quite as much. Uh, there has been pushback against this so-called Kasich-Cruz alliance. And it would be a lot more effective for him to get, uh, gather voters in those state if, uh, 
if it or in, in those places rather if it were more along the lines of a, of a never trump type of deal so that is something that has kind of drifted a little bit in the headlines not the cruise's benefit and you also have the fact that uh, Cruz's poll numbers have been going consistently down for more than a week now. So uh, the argument that, well, we need Kasich out because Cruz you know, is, is uh, in a tight race and this will push him over is turning out not to be the case. And you can ask yourself what that says about Ted Cruz as a candidate. But what does it say? What are you hearing from the actual Republicans on the ground in Indiana? Do they have the vision that uh, many other Republicans have that uh, voting for Donald Trump is a uniquely problematic vote for a Republican? Or do they see him as just another Republican out there running who's exciting, knows how to handle the media, and he's winning? And so why not Trump? The answer is yes. All of the above. It's one of those things, Michael, that to, to just try to put a bow on this one, Wisconsin is not Indiana. A lot of people have been talking leading into this race. I think some of Cruz's uh, senior campaign officials have just said, you know, this is uh, Wisconsin part two. We can replicate the playbook here. What we have to remember is that, just to break it down geographically, the northwestern part of the state, very heavy, uh, heavily manufactured-based, uh, traditionally Democratic type of place where Trump is going to do well. Uh, the southern part of Indiana has a more traditional southern type of flavor in terms of the capital S southern United States also an area where Trump would stand to do well. Cruz's best bet is the northeastern part of Indiana, which is more culturally conservative, blood red, dyed in the wool. Uh, it has a Tea Party congressman there uh, who is running in the Senate race against a guy named Todd Young. This congressman's name is uh, Marlon Stutzman. So there are diverse areas of this state that make it sort of difficult to put Indiana inside of one type of box. So you're going to have some people who say, oh, yeah, Trump's just, you know, a particularly anti-trade populist Republican. And, you know, we're not seeing anything terribly unusual about him. Maybe, yeah, he's a little loud. One of uh, his supporters at a rally I went to on Wednesday did concede that he and Bob Knight were both crazy. But, <laughs> you know, in terms of in terms of what it is that he espouses, eh, not necessarily that weird. Then you go to the northeastern part of the state, Cruz territory. Oh, my gosh, Trump is just this vulgar blabbermouth. So you can go all over the place in the state, and you're going to get different reactions everywhere. Uh, part of what makes this a very difficult state to pin down, officials themselves have told me that with the lack of polling here in advance of this week, it uh, has not really been easy to identify exactly what is going to happen. Uh, but it's an interesting state. It's a more diverse state than people give it credit for, and obviously it's get, getting its close-up here this week. Uh, you mentioned the uh, polling issue. So what should we make, then, of the recent Wall Street Journal poll that has Trump up by 15? Is it a poll that would compare favorably from a statistical mechanical standpoint with polls in other states, or do people look at all Indiana polls with an asterisk? I would say that that particular poll, just because of where it's coming from, obviously the NBC WSJ poll uh, is a titan of the industry, usually has uh, some good credibility behind it. There are a couple of other polls uh, that actually have come out in the last couple of days and shown Trump, I believe, with a nine-point lead and a 17-point lead. So what I would say is that you can gather from that there's a trend. Uh, that's really all that you can say. And right. The fundamentals on the ground, if you, you know, understand that, like we talked about at the top here, Cruz isn't getting a whole lot of uh, momentum behind him right now. It just seems to be like maybe some stuff is falling in line for Trump. You would be inclined to believe that that's the case. But again, we've seen these things be wrong before. And mm -hmm. while I wouldn't necessarily call it a coin flip, 
you know, some of the numbers do kind of speak for themselves. Well, also, but what speaks for itself is the strategy decision. If Cruz were running around the state saying, forget me, we've got to stop a non-Republican, non-conservative with major personal issues from becoming the nominee, Indiana, you have the power to stop that. I think that would be a lot more powerful for traditional GOP primary voters than vote for Ted Cruz, you know, this particular flavor of Republican. But we'll see. One last question. How much outside uh, media have you seen? I know that uh, Make America Awesome supposedly has some uh, an ad running right now, some of the other <laughs> anti-Trump packs. Uh, are you seeing much on TV? More on radio than okay. television. Uh, you see some Senate ads around here, but uh, Cruz just cut a new radio ad that he's putting out touting uh, the governor of Indiana's endorsement, Mike Pence, as tepid of an endorsement as it was. Um, he's trying to play that uh, in Indiana media markets. Um, some of the outside groups have come in here, and even the, a little bit uh, as an aside to your question, some of the national media who's come in here, you know, not, not typically you see New York Times reporters and Guardian right. reporters and that type of media here covering the state, but uh, definitely flooding the airwaves on radio. And uh, we'll see what kind of difference that makes in markets like Indianapolis, but uh, it's an expansive state, and uh, a lot of people, you know, like they have in past uh, races during this primary so far, have had their minds made up for quite some time. So we'll see if the die is cast. And and see what comes out on Tuesday. Christine, thanks so much for joining us for the podcast. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Michael. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.